Hello, everyone. I'm Dr. Rachel Carver, and welcome back to another episode of the Root of the Matter podcast. I'm very excited today to have with me Dr. Felix Liao, who actually taught me all about um, impaired uh, oral cavity and how even as adults, we can make a really big uh, impact and alternatives to kind of CPAP and um, helping with a lot of other uh you know, other chronic issues that we have here. So uh, let me just tell you a little bit about Dr. Liao. He has written five amazing um, Amazon bestseller books. This is how I first learned about him back, I think it was late 2007, right after your first book, um, Six Foot Tiger in a Three Foot Cage. And I encourage everybody to pick that book up. It's great, you know, kind of written for the layperson. So uh, very easy to understand. And it really lit up a lot of light bulbs for me as I was trying to kind of understand, trying to figure out, how to you know create the best health for my patients and knowing I was trying to do everything, but there was still that missing piece. And until I really understood the airway part, you know, I really couldn't give complete health to my patients. So anyway, Dr. Liao, uh, his newest book, right, is just out, Relaunch Your Vitality. Um, he has coined the term impaired mouth syndrome. And his, the whole idea behind that is to try to reconnect an underdeveloped mouth with multiple medical and dental and mood issues, right? Yeah. This mm -hmm. plus he has his own epigenetic oral appliance, um, and that combined with the whole health integration has led to multiple clinical breakthroughs. And he actually just received a lifetime achievement award that he uh, received in Italy. So congratulations and uh, thank you for coming on and helping uh, to educate us. Um, so why don't we start with you know tell us a little bit about how you how you discovered this, how you came up with this amount impaired mouth syndrome. Yeah, sure. Um, so I had been a biological or holistic dentist for probably 15, 20 years. And, you know, after you've been on that journey for a while, you collect patients who have been around the block many times, seen all kinds of doctors, got nowhere. And after you see a few hundreds of those, you start scratching your head and say, well, geez, what's missing in all these patients, right? So I was always interested in teeth grinding. <clears throat> As an engineer who got to dental school, like, oh, this does not make sense. Why would the body destroy the hardest tissue it has, right? So along came a patient. Along came... Um, the advent of cone beam CT scans that are now available in dental offices. Um, along came sleep medicine, and I discovered that teeth grinding is not a dental problem alone. All right? It's one frame in a movie, and the title of the movie is called Airway Obstruction During Sleep. So the takeaway is that you grind your teeth because your body is doing self-administered CPR to rescue you during your sleep because of airway obstruction. So that's kind of like, wow, that changed everything, right? <clears throat> so you're asleep. It's dark. It's warm. It's quiet. Your conscious brain is shut off. Right, so you can't think stressful thoughts. So, what could be choking your airway? Right, well, that's how I came up with the term six foot tiger, three foot cage. Okay, so a lot of patients that came to see me as a biological dentist they have clean checkups medically, they have clean checkups dentally, they exercise, they eat right, they do yoga, they hug trees, they go to church, they meditate, you know, like. Okay, what's missing? Well, it's a three-foot cage, right? The three-foot cage represents the undersized upper jaw and lower jaw, and together they offer a space between them that is the home office for the tongue. What happens when that space is too small? Your tongue is shoved into your throat. Okay. That's how teeth grinding became because now your airway is choked and your body says, do something. Get me the oxygen before you die, okay? 
And the teeth are in the way when you're trying to do CPR, because when you do CPR, you shove your jaw forward. And a lot of people yeah. don't realize it because their teeth may be perfectly straight, right? And so they go to a traditional dentist and the dentist, you know, one, we're not taught about this in dental school, right? And so, yeah. you know, a traditionally yeah. drained trained dentist is just going to be like, oh, let me give you a night guard, right? You're grinding your yeah. teeth. We'll just throw the night guard in there, right? The night guard and cosmetic dentistry are like the two biggest no-nos because you completely miss the root cause of not only these dental problems, but your medical problems, all right? So we all grow from the mouth. And I mean, thinking about as an airway mouth doctor, uh, the role of the mouth in whole body health. If you think about the babies, you know, every one of you who are mothers or parents, um, you know that a, the baby is nothing but a mouth coming out of the birth canal, all right? It couldn't even open his eyes or lift his neck, but guess what? It could suck for dear life. And that's where we grow from, all right? <clears throat> you repeat the cycles of feeding and sleeping and feeding and sleeping until the kid can sit up. And then when it can grab things, guess what it does? <laughs> it's hand to mouth, right? That's how our human brains are hardwired. So the mouth has a primal, primal um, um, relationship with the whole body that dental school, night guards, and uh, a cosmetic dentistry completely miss. That is feeding, breathing, sleeping, I would call it, uh, so I realized the need to kind of give a name to the mouth that works and to a, and a mouth that does not work. So an impaired mouth is like an impaired drunk, drunken driver, right? You can drive the car, but you are a road hazard to yourself and to everybody, right? Well, an impaired mouth is a health hazard, okay? It's not only to your teeth, but it's to your brain, to your heart, to your spine to your pains and fatigue and all of that, okay? And so what is a holistic mouth then? Because we need to have some polar opposites. If you have impaired mouth on one hand, you need to have a mouth that works. Well, people say, well, a mouth, my mouth works. I can eat, I can talk, I can maybe even smile and argue, right? No, that's not what physiology is. Physiology of the mouth includes at least six job descriptions, okay? So the six could include alignment, which is resist gravity, okay? Alignment and gravity, if you can't resist gravity, you're gonna have pain. And with pain comes fatigue over a long time, okay? And the second one is breathing, all right? If I can't breathe, well, you're gonna die if you can't breathe. And if you could die, if you can breathe only partially, you die a slow and unpleasant death. Witness all the healthcare problems that doctors cannot fix. Okay, third one is circulation. Why are you circulating? Well, what comes through your mouth? All right, your, the food that you eat, the alcohol or sugar drinks that you swallow, and the oxygen that you inhale or didn't inhale. That's what circulation is. And then digestion. Well, that's what the mouth does. The mouth actually provides energy to fuel the rest of the body's vital organs. Now, as such, shouldn't the mouth be considered the foremost vital organ? I mean, after all, it's the energy supplied to the heart, the brain, and the muscles, right? Okay. And then... Um, the next one is sleep. We cover energy already. So sleep is how the body repairs itself from daily wear and tear, right? So this is a new way to look at um, the role of the mouth in whole body health, either in wellness or in illness and pain. So you dentists need to understand impaired mouth syndrome. Medical doctors need to know impaired mouth syndrome. Psychiatrists, psychologists, mental health, uh, health professionals, holistic health coaches, indeed all mothers and fathers who care need to know about impaired mouth syndrome because whether your child grows up 
to his or her full genetic potential has everything to do with how the mouse is able to provide this child of yours with alignment, breathing, circulation, digestion, energy, and sleep. So you yeah. mentioned um, grinding. What other? What's another sign of an impaired mouth syndrome? Okay, so impaired mouth syndrome is defined as a vast set of medical, dental, and um, mental, emotional symptoms. Okay. So the mouth is to human what roots are to plants because we grow from there. And when the foundation of a house is wrong, guess what happens to the deck, to the first floor, second floor, third floor, okay? So the other symptoms that could that impair mouth syndrome very often shows just on the dental side, and then we'll go to the medical and the mental emotional side. On the dental side, besides teeth grinding, will be sensitive teeth, broken teeth, uh, gum recession, um, uh, TMJ, like clicking jaw joint, locking jaw joint, headaches, facial pain. And how about, geez, my tooth hurts, but nobody can find anything wrong. You don't have a cavity or you had a root canal done. And man, my tooth was killing me for the longest time. And I still feel that. Right? Well, that's impaired mouth syndrome undiagnosed. And they don't, this is not the dentist's fault. This is not taught in dental schools. All right? So, this is the reason why dentists need to know impaired mouth syndrome because when we went to dental school, the stuff we learned were from dental school professors in whose mind the earth was flat. Well, I have news for you. The body is organized differently around the round earth. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this so is some of the, yeah, and some of the other part. things that, that I would say, um, you know, is, is like a deep overbite. So meaning your upper teeth are only supposed to overlap your lower teeth, maybe one to two millimeters. So if yeah. you have 50% yeah. or more overlap, that's yeah. a problem. When we right. look at a person's profile, Right. When you yeah. see, we call like a weak chin, right, where the yeah. chin just yeah. kind of melts into the throat, you know, another yeah. sign of improper jaw position. Sure. Or we see like the mid face, right, kind of sunk. Yeah. Because a lot of times when we talk about in dental school, we talk about the lower jaw. It's always about the lower jaw. When most people have maxillary, their upper jaw is not growing forward enough, right? And, and evolutionarily, well, we're yeah. not growing forward, and we're not ex we're not expanding. I mean, every kid that I see. Every single person I see needs expansion and forward yeah. advancement, ideally. You know, it's just evolutionarily Absolutely. with all that soft foods we're eating and all that process. You know, the cavemen had the big square jaws, right? Because they're chewing on roots and hard stuff and using those muscles. And now we've got two-year-olds with their squeeze patches, right? Yeah. Doing this all day long. And, you know, the, yeah. I don't think people don't understand, like, tongue is the strongest muscle in the body. The cheeks, all those muscles, when we are eating improperly, um, when we have, you know, any kind of thumb sucking habits or swallowing improper, right? That, that I see so many people who have what we call like an open bite, where the teeth instead of uh, kind of the opposite of a deep bite, they might have an open bite. And when you ask the person to swallow, right, you'll see their tongue like extrude through the spaces. Yes, we call yes. that like a tongue thrust issue, yeah, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And we see, we see tongue ties. A lot of times, yeah. you know, a, a pediatrician at birth can notice those little anterior tongue ties. It's obvious when the tip is tied. But most of us, a lot of us have these posterior tongue ties, right? And so as Dr. Liao was saying, that tongue, if we cannot get that up into the roof of the mouth, create that, you know, that is kind of what grows our palate. And um, if the tongue is impaired, uh, then, you know, we don't, another way we don't grow our jaws properly. So, uh, and then we yeah. also sometimes talk about the dark circles under the eyes, right? That's another yeah. sign yeah. That, that we're yeah. not breathing. We may be yeah. mouth breathers. And, and as you say in all your books, you know, the number one thing in all airway, people say we've got to breathe through our nose. That should be like the number one thing that we yeah. teach our babies. I go yeah. back now and I look at my, my baby's, uh, my kids, their infant pictures, every single one of them, they had their mouths open. I was like, oh, yeah. man. <laughs> they're, watching, so no they're, watching TV. they're watching TV or you look at them while you're driving, they're going like this. Mm -hmm. Right. Mouth wide open. Yeah. So on the medical side, because you lack oxygen, um, you'll end up with um, very commonly anxiety because 
you know, if you if you pull the necktie too tight, guess what happens? You get anxious. Okay, so men who you know need to relax, the first thing they do is they release their necktie, right? Unbutton their collar, right? So you you cannot have constriction in your throat, and you end up with constriction in your throat when you have a six foot tiger inside a set of underdeveloped jaws in childhood. So I wrote a book called Your Child's Best Face recently. It just came out in January of this year. Uh, it talks about what it takes to grow the jaws right from birth and maybe even before birth. Uh, what mothers, uh, what preparations mothers should do uh, in order to end up with the best outcome at birth. And so the child starts out um, uh, with uh, with a, a good, a great head start. I had a bunch of, I just had a Zoom consult yesterday with a new patient. He said, oh, my Europe, Eastern European mother, new mothers are saying, you know, be careful. Once you get pregnant, your teeth will rot because, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, pregnancy just has that outcome. I said, that's no longer true because part of the maternal preparation is a bone building diet. Part of the maternal preparation is to open up the airway and improve sleep. And so as a result, I've had mothers who had, had given birth before coming to see me. This one mother in particular had uh, been a mother of two. She said, with my third pregnancy, since I started, you know, coming under your care, it was the easiest. And I have an easier childbirth, and my food sensitivity has gone away. I can eat more foods than I could ever eat before. And so, baby's healthy. All right. So, there's a maternal preparation for all the new mothers out there that is worth paying attention to you if you want the best outcome. All right. And so when the child's face failed to grow, as Dr. Rachel was saying just now, um, you um, not only end up with a deep overbite, uh, which basically means that the jaw failed to grow vertically. Okay, so that home office for the tongue between the two jaws um, has three dimensions, like the room you're in now, right? So that space has got width, height, and front and back. So think of the space between the two jaws for the tongue as a accordion in a child. Okay. This accordion could stretch in all three dimensions. Okay. Full genetic potential and the best space comes from the uh, full gene expression that you inherit from your parents, okay? So that there's room for all 16 teeth to line up straight, naturally, okay? And that meaning that you don't need braces. I mean, how did our ancestors get here without braces and without clear liners, without, you know, pizza and, and ultra-processed food, right? So there's now a new book just released this week. It's called Ultra-Processed People. And guess how they got there? They grow up eating chips. You know, foods that come in a box, stripped. Uh, like you said, the, 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 the gooey pouches uh, that babies are sucking on now, right? So the, the, the tongue thrust from the open bite in adults is because the tongue doesn't want to play dead, clocking your airway back there. So the tongue, the thrust is actually the one with chutzpah. It wants to fight its way out of Alcatraz. <laughs> and it will exert enough force so that the teeth will have to give way. Okay. So, and do you notice, is that more common in from bottle feeding, that kind of tongue habit, or not necessarily? Okay. So I think... The tongue thrust almost always has a hundred percent correlation with nasal obstruction, and the nasal obstruction is a result of eating foods that causes gut inflammation, and then from there nasal congestion. 
So anytime you end up with a stuffy nose, um, so there is a um, 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 Danish uh, or Scandinavian uh, researcher named Havel, Eagle Havel. Um, he did a monkey uh, experiment where they use uh, uh, silicone plugs to plug up the nose. And uh, the monkey has to breathe through the mouth and the face changed. And then he reversed it. And then the face returned to normal. So the good news is that, yeah, it's reversible. The bad news is that you cannot eat processed food, okay? And this is, a, a, uh, at least you can't afford to. You can, uh, to your own detriment. But uh, if you want health and you already have a bunch of these symptoms uh, that are now connected to impaired mouth syndrome, um, you can't just, you, you, you're not eligible to eat it. You can't afford it. Your system cannot. Maybe in the wallet you can, but not in terms of your health, energy, and pain, and inflammation. Yeah. I want to back up to one thing. You, you mentioned the three dimensions, and I yeah. think this is a very important thing to note and why I have a lot of issues with Invisalign and traditional orthodontics. Absolutely. Because yeah. you'll go in way, and... The, by, yeah. by the way, all your audience out there, Dr. Rachel is really evolved, okay? That she recognizes a point that would go over 99.9% .9 of other dentists out there, no disrespect intended. Uh, it, it's a sign that how how evolved Dr. Rachel is. She's 100% in the earth is round world. So keep going. Very curious, right? Very curious. Yeah. I was wanting yeah. to know the, the why. So, yeah. um, you know, Sometimes, you know, adults will say, you know, fix my crooked teeth. And I had braces as a kid, but just, you know, throw me Invisalign. They'll do a scan and boom. Yeah. But the scan shows the teeth and it ignores 90% of the issues, right? And so this is very, why do people have relapse? Your parents spent $10,000 or whatever it was to get your teeth braces when you were a teenager. And now here you are in your 20s and 30s, you know, and your teeth. And, and, and the typical line was, well, you didn't wear your retainers. Well, no the actual problem was never corrected in the first place, right? And that's why if we can address and recognize, you know, my first interview was Dr. Ballinger, who is a pediatric dentist. And we talked a lot about when you recognize these signs at birth and early, we can, as Dr. Liao was saying, we can help these kids epigenetically reach their potential yes. by intervening yes. with proper, yes. you know, habits and yes. um, eating and breathing, right? All these very, very important things. So when we do, you know, we'll get into it a little bit later and talk about Dr. Liao's appliance, but when we want to really understand and how to correct the deficiencies, we need to do diagnosis in three dimensions, okay? Correct. Not just a Correct. regular x-ray and, and, and just an oral scan. That's, you know, that's not going to cut it. Yes, yes. Well, a point well made. So there's a difference in the dentist uh, uh, training. Uh, in dental school, they get zero training, okay? So dentists who are even airway aware, uh, you need to tip your head off to them because they took the trouble and pay the money and make the effort to learn this stuff. But the training that they get varies in degree of sophistication in the diagnostic capability. So Dr. Rachel said, I want to know why, right? You want to go to that kind of dentist, <laughs> Okay. You want to want, go to the dentist who can explain to you the whys. Because if you don't know why, then what the hell are you treating? All right. The reason why teeth relapse after braces is because the diagnosis was not complete when the orthodontics was done. Okay. They don't know what they're treating. Okay. So which one of the three dimensions of that oral cavity in that kid needs correction? Is it one, two, or all three? Okay. Uh, so if you don't pay attention to that, trust me, it's going to regress. Okay. And relapse. Here's the principle. Teeth will not move if the forces on either side of it is balanced. The tongue on the inside and the lips on the outside. So when you have stuffy nose and your mouth is apart, your lips are weaker, and your tongue is going to be stronger. And guess what? You're going to relapse. If you have tongue tie, you're going to swallow differently. 
and your tongue is going to push against your lower front teeth instead of the palate because the tongue tie anchors the tongue to the floor of the mouth instead of the roof of the mouth. And so that when that happens, you're going to have the kind of like Jay Leno profile, big chin and sunken mid-face in profile. So we now know how to explain nearly everything that goes wrong with dental facial development. And it is through treating thousands of these adult cases. And I kept asking myself, what went wrong in this patient's downhill slide from top of health during their high school and college years to now, right? Are there signs on the downhill slide that we can pick up and maybe reverse course early? And the answer after treating, like I said, thousands of adult cases is yes, we now have cracked the code to a best face that is formed by a maxilla that's grown enough for all the teeth to line up straight natural. Now they may not for whatever reason, and then you can use clear trays. You don't need brackets and 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 wires and all the painful experiences to repeat it in the 2020s anymore. Things have evolved, uh, but not in the diagnostic software in the in the um, um, orthodontic care provider's head, because that part didn't change very much, okay? The earth is still flat in 99.9% of it. What I'm talking about that things has evolved is that we now have clear trace as a way to deal with crowded teeth, as long as, as long as the jaws are grown sufficiently, all right, so that the lower jaw can fit into the upper jaw without having to compensate for the narrowness of the upper jaw. As long as the, the, the tongue tie is not a factor in the jaw and the facial development, and as long as there's no stuffy nose, and as long as they eat a healthy diet. All right, so I name up four things there, but they are sorely missing in healthcare today. So as parents, you end up being a sitting duck. Okay, well, I, I got four kids. Would they all need braces? How much would it cost? Well, you don't have to be a sitting duck anymore. You can actually do the right things and raise these kids to the point where maybe you just need minor, minor corrections with clear aligners, okay? Because you would have had nature's uh, on your side because you follow these whole health and epigenetic principles. By the way, we need to define epigenetics. Epigenetics means something that's in addition to the genes. So you know, a couch potato um, who takes up swimming, running, dancing, weightlifting, doesn't matter what sport you pick, will become a different person physically, correct? Uh, after six months of this work, right? So it's the same person, same genes, but they look different. They feel different, right? They may make even different decisions because of how they feel, okay? so. The difference between the same person and yet two different um, presentation of a person um, is epigenetics. Epigenetics, what's on top of your genes that influences your gene expression. We now know that that's caused by two things from CDC's definition of um, epigenetics. One is behavior. So couch potato versus active lifestyle. The other one is environment, okay? So how is the nasal environment? Okay, do you live with a stuffy nose and therefore your mouth breathes? How is your throat environment? So do you have a choke zone here so that you had to grind your teeth to compensate for this, all right? So environment, meaning structure, and how you use your mouth, um, from behavior, right? The oral behavior. All right. Where did that oral behavior come from? It came from your brain. So we had to change the people's software here. 
And that starts from educating the doctors, um, the dentists whose minds are still in what I call patchwork mode. All right, you got this symptom, I got this drug. Uh, you got this, uh, this pain, I got this surgery. You got that broken tooth, okay, I did have this drill and I have this broken out. We need to change our mindset and start thinking about, okay, how do I put this patient in front of me back together so that every system starts humming? Right? That should be our challenge. And regardless of your degree, all right, whether you're a social worker for people's mental health, whether you're a physical therapist for their body health, or whether you're a dentist, whether you're a medical doctor, we need to ask, what else does this patient need besides my expertise? Instead of throwing everything you are trained in, which is admittedly limited in dental school, throwing crowns, bridges, root canals, implants, veneers at the patient, night guards, and all that, instead of that as patient, you need to look at this question that is hard on your ego. <laughs> but very important to the patient, which is, how do I put this patient back together? What other expertise besides what I know does this patient need? So my relationship with my patient is, okay, you're my patient. Your problem is my problem. I'm not licensed to treat every problem you have because that's the bureaucratic labeling of different doctors and licenses, okay? But within that limitation, I will help you find the answer and send you to the right doctors with the right expertise to solve the other problems so that in combination with the mouth, your whole body will come again. This is what we call whole health. And when you combine whole health with the good news that epigenetics can restart the growth and reconfiguration of your jaws, face and the three-foot cage, voila, you're in luck. So this is so great. I'm sure people are thinking, okay, great. Well, how, how do I do this? So uh, I think it was back in 2018, I went down to visit Dr. Liao and his, his practice to learn, you know, all about these, you know, these devices. Um, you know, traditionally, if you have sleep apnea, you're given a CPAP machine. That's still considered gold standard, but many of us can't tolerate that, you know, and then we have a lot of problems if you're not cleaning a problem, you know, there's a lot of issues that go along with the CPAP. And in the CPAP, although it is providing oxygen, it's not the solution. It's another kind of band-aid. So the real problem, right, is our jaws are not grown to their full potential, right? Most of the time, everything's retruded and the tongue's too big, you know, can be other reasons too. We, we can talk about a little bit. Enlarged tongue can also be indicative of hypothyroidism, um, you know, again, that's where the whole health integration comes into play, where we need, we need all this. Uh -huh. So a lot of us think, okay, well, after age 12, you know, that's it, I'm done growing. So I'm out of luck. But we know that I myself, obviously, Dr. Liao's done it, you know, for 1000s of patients, people well into their 60s, you can still expand people's mouth, right. And, um, you know, in his book, he talks a little about about stem cells, we know, you know, any kind of force that you put on any part of the body is going to, you know, induce uh, movement induce growth. So um, why don't you talk a little bit about the, um, the appliance and how we well, first, we have to make the right mm -hmm. diagnosis, right? So we do a 3d right, diagnosis. Right, right. So we need to see do we need to increase you vertically? How about horizontally or front to back anterior posterior, we need to know, where the deficiencies exist, right? Yeah. And then mm -hmm. we can create, so then we know how to create these appliances, which are going to mm -hmm. explain a little bit about how, how these appliances work. Yeah. So well, well summarized, um, the um, uh, principle of epigenetics comes from this research that says that one, wider jaws don't have a bunch of problems that we call impaired mouth syndrome. Because with wider jaw come wider airway, with wider max maxilla in particular, it comes with higher cheekbones, and that's better looking. Uh, and the lower jaw can fit in without having to 
wiggle and compensate. Kind of like you get on an airplane and the seat is too small. Or it's not too small for you, but it's way too small for the person sitting next to you. <laughs> now you have to suffer the consequence the whole flight long, right? Okay. So there are consequences to underdevelopment. The great news is now that we have a way to activate the stem cells and get it to grow. So the, the research that I'm talking about built a um, jig for a bunch of rats so that when the rat closes, one jaw joint closes backwards and one jaw joint closes forward. So think of a steering wheel in a car that got twisted to one side. The side that goes forward, the jaw joint is not jammed. The side that goes backward, the jaw joint is jammed. Okay, so you have a built-in contrast within the same animal. What they found is that the jaw joint that is jammed, there is no DNA activity. Okay, it's measured by this mRNA, messenger RNA uh, protein uh, that is measurable and an accurate indicator of DNA activity inside the nucleus of the cell. So the jam side has little or no activity. Guess what happened to the unjam side? It has lots. So what that tells me is that we can put the jaw, lower jaw in a position different from where your bite is right now. So that, so you guys can all do this pinky test, which I'll describe to you shortly. So that your jaw joint is not jammed, okay? So once we put the patient in that position, we have to admit one thing, that your old bite is bad for you. So if you change it, you have a potential of being freed from the prison of suffering that we call impairment syndrome, okay? So how you figure out if you have jammed jaw joints called a pinky test. So I can describe this to you and you can do it uh, as I describe it, okay? So I want you to take your pinky pad facing forward and put in your ear opening. Slide pressure forward, okay? So you put your pinky in your ear, pad facing forward toward uh, in the direction of the nose. I want you to just open your mouth wide and bite into your back teeth. If you can feel the pushback on your pinky pad, you have jammed jaw joint. And so your genes are not getting expressed to their full potential. Now I want you to do the same test again. Pinky pad in your ear. Okay? This time instead of closing into your back teeth, I want you to open and close into your front teeth. Okay? 90%, 95% of you will not have that pushback. Okay? So when that happens, it tells me that your lower jaw has had to suffer from that airline seat where, you know, your passenger forced itself into your space. And now you have to compensate. You have to share. Okay. So this, this is an important is point. Yeah. Mine's good because you fixed me. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I used to fail the pinky test, but this is an important thing for people to understand when you have, you know, people say, I have TMJ, right? Yeah. What is causing yeah. the, the clicking, the popping, and you're given a, a special guard or something. But that it's because that jaw, I just saw a child the other day, she's 13 years old, a singer. And she started having a lot of pain. The first thing I did was that pinky test. And I'm like, oh, yep, your jaw is way too yeah. far back, right? Yeah. And so I sent her to our pediatric dentist who's, you know, going to do all the magic that she does. But, I mean, that's the whole idea is to really fix TMJ. Yes, we can give you a splint and maybe that symptomatically helps. But the real solution is to do the 3D diagnostics and yeah. move the jaw to the proper position. Because that is most of us... It's that upper jaw is not moving forward enough and that back, that lower jaw is getting trapped. And this yes. is another yeah. reason why in traditional ortho, when you take teeth out, right, it was traditionally called four on the floor. Oh, there's not room. We're just take teeth out. 
But when they take the teeth out, they shove everything backwards. Instead of expanding and bringing you forward, they're doing the exact opposite. And every single patient who has had that done in my practice has sleep apnea. 100% yep. without exception. And so a whole lot more suffering. Yes. And a whole lot more suffering of pain and fatigue and mood issues. Okay. So, you know, I mentioned earlier about cosmetic dentistry does the, the, the profession and their patients a disservice. Here's the reason why. What good is the most beautiful looking set of teeth doing in the morgue? All right. So, so you have straight white teeth, whether it's from braces or cosmetic dentistry, and the jaw is shut back, and the dentist didn't diagnose that, and just went ahead and collect the money and did the thing. And sure, the patient take nice photographs, okay, but. The patient is also suffering from teeth grinding and impaired mouth syndrome and TMJ pain and neck and shoulder and back pain and anxiety and mood and what's wrong with me? How can nobody can fix this, right? It's just low life quality. And in men, erectile dysfunction is a huge part of this dysfunction, all right? So in women, it's PMS, right? So Kind of nobody talks about this thing. Instead, they go find some other, you know, remedies or magic pills, right? Well, there's a root cause to everything because the body never lies. It reacts with symptoms only when something is wrong. And either you're going to cover up that wrong or you're going to treat the root cause. Of it. You make the choice. But the doctors who are trained to recognize, one, the root cause of the TMJ with the jam the jaw joint being shoved way back, or extraction orthodontics with retraction of the teeth, <clears throat> causing airway and TMJ problems and bruxing problems, teeth grinding. Uh, either you're in the know or you don't. And the only way you're going to know as a dentist, if you educate yourself on behalf of your patient and your own reputation, yeah. And for me, we, yeah, we want to yeah. do this podcast is to create the awareness because, you know, yeah. maybe your dentist maybe doesn't know, but maybe you're the one who brings them the information um, so that they, they become aware and know that there are solutions beyond just, you know, the CPAP machine and a oral yeah. advancement device. Because those are the two options now, right? We have CPAP and then we have an oral advancement device. So can you tell me, like, what's the difference between these oral mandibular advancement devices versus your epigenetic appliance? Excellent question. I'm glad you asked that. So, mandibular advancement device, it's, the acronym is MAD. It only deals with the lower jaw. The idea is that the tongue is attached to the lower jaw and the airway obstruction is from the tongue. So, as we discussed earlier, if the jaw joint is shoved way back, jamming um, against the uh, skull bone, then the tongue is also in the throat. You just can't avoid, <laughs> you cannot have one without the other, okay? So if you have one, you have the other. So <clears throat> the difference between mandibular advancement device, which is a step in the right direction, okay? Instead of you having to grind your teeth, now you have an appliance that moves your jaw forward and relieves your airway obstruction. That's a step in the right direction. But why would you accept a 50% solution when there's a 100% solution, right? And so the 100% solution is in the upper jaw. So here's what happens. The reason why your lower jaw had to jam against the ear bone causing TMJ pain and airway obstruction is because your upper jaw didn't grow enough. So we say that the upper is like a shoe, lower is like a which one needs to be bigger? And what happens when the shoe is too small for the foot, meaning the maxilla didn't grow enough for the lower jaw to fit into comfort? Well, the only answer is that the lower jaw cannot fit in and the heel is left hanging out, meaning the tongue is in the throat. Okay. So if you have crowded lower front teeth, yeah, just open your mouth, look in the bathroom mirror, put down your lower teeth, lower lip. And you will see cry lower front teeth, I assure you, your upper jaw did not grow enough. So 
Some dentists are trained to recognize these and do something for you. Those are the dentists you want to go to see if you have been paramount syndrome. And so where I'm different with my appliances that we do at least three things. I'll just keep it short. It's more than that, but I'll just keep it short for layperson purposes. Number one, we treat the root cause of the problem, which is the maxilla. Okay, so the three-foot cage at three dimensions, but where the lower jaw lands um, with the bite, it depends on where the upper jaw is. So if your upper jaw is set back into your head, we call that retrusion. It's the opposite of protrusion. When your upper jaw is set back in your face, because it failed to grow during your developmental years when it should, as a result of eating processed food and standard American lifestyle and all that, <clears throat> then your lower jaw is also set back, <laughs> right? Okay, so another way to look at the maxilla, the, it's the bone that goes from the corner of your eye to the corner of your mouth and ear to ear, including the cheekbones. You want that to grow, okay? And so we say that the maxilla is kind of like the, 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 the man in the ballroom dancing metaphor, all right? The lower jaw that moves is the female, and the male is the one that makes the signals to the one that looks good, the female dancer, and say, okay, here's the move. Okay, so the signal came from the maxilla. So the maxilla leads, mandible follows. So to answer your question, why would you only want to treat the follower? Why don't you treat the lead, right? So I don't know about you. If I enter a boxing ring for a fight for my life, I don't want my dominant hand to be tied behind my back. And that's what MAD does. It's stepping the right direction, but it's not addressing the dominant cause. Only the follow-up. Does that so answer your with, question? Yes. So with, with your device, what we're doing is I'm um, usually expanding in several directions. So again, uh, yes. most of us, yes. our, our jaws aren't wide enough. So we will have these devices that kind of look like old-fashioned retainers, you know, and they have little wires they press against our teeth. And they have a little, um, you know, a, a tool, like a little key, right? And we'll, we'll move it, you know, turn it maybe once once a week. And the idea is we're expanding. So we're usually having to come horizontally. The most of us are too narrow. And it's also helping us move forward, um, which, again, when we move forward, then that, that foot, right, that has some more space that can, can get up into, into the shoe. And so that's why I love this appliance, because now we're actually fixing the problem. We're not giving yeah. you a Band-Aid, which, again, yeah. like you said, the MAD is a step in the right direction. But long term, could that, you know, could that alter the whole jaw joint? Maybe, you know, so this way we are we're creating. And and not only that, you know, and these, you know, these aren't cheap, but we have to think about that, how this dramatically affects your health. I mean, there are thousands of studies showing how sleep apnea increases your risk for dementia, right? For, you know, heart disease, stroke, diabetes, you name it. If you are not yeah. getting proper oxygenation, then you are at risk for all of the major chronic disease and a shortened lifespan. So that's what you have to weigh when considering, oh, that's an expensive appliance. Oh, well, how much is it worth you for, for your life to add that time it, in your life? And how much is, or is it going to cost you when you have those illnesses? It's not the appliance. The appliance is a agent for change. Just like your diet, just like your how you see um, the plus and minuses of this decision-making process, right? So how much is your ED worth? How much is your memory worth? How much is your PMS? How much is your um, heart, coronary art, artery disease? How much is your next day, next morning's energy, okay? How much is the back under your eyes? How much is your your anxiety and depression and medication. Well, some people say, well, but my insurance pay for that. Well, if your insurance doesn't pay for healthy eating, does that mean that you will eat 
processed food instead? Unfortunately, some people make that choice, but with that choice comes consequences. So your insurance is not your parent, your insurance is not your God. You have to decide your own destiny about, okay, what would I want my next 10 years to feel like? What do I want my next five years to look like? Basically, I've had mothers who've given birth, um, who became pregnant after starting my uh, appliance treatment, and they've given birth, and five years later, they look way more radiant <laughs> when they came to me. And they came to me after the braces came off, and she still was not satisfied. We have hundreds of these, well, I shouldn't say hundreds. We have scores of these patients um, who um, just feel better all the way around. And I can tell you that we have enough data now um, to show that 70 to 80% of your medical dental mood symptoms can be improved or resolved. That means gone completely by writing the three-foot cage. Okay. Well, I mean, so it also has a major cool. impact on, on the spine and our entire, you yeah, know, our entire spine. Yeah, if, yeah, if the head yeah, isn't lined yeah, up, right? I mean, yeah, that, so, yeah. so many people so, will come and they've got the neck and the shoulder, you know, and, and amazing how much the tongue tie can, can result in all that shoulder. But again, if, if the head and the neck is not properly aligned, you know, you're, you're starting with a handicap, right? Right. I think yeah, in, in your, yeah. in your book, you know, you mentioned how um, there was a study showed that at birth, I think it was 88% of kids come out, you know, babies are born with, with the cranial, cranial bulls. Yes. Yeah. With yeah. the strain. So, yeah. um, yeah. Uh, one of my other first interviews was talking to our, a craniofacial specialist, you know, and, and having, having that aligned because then, you know, what is a colicky baby? Right. And that's very common. Everything's kind of out of alignment. You know, a lot of kids who suck their thumb, that's a soothing mechanism that's growing right up into the palate where the nervous system is. Right. Uh, yeah, my my yeah. first daughter, you know, she was, we forced her out with suction cups, you know, and, and I didn't know at the time. And had I right. given her some, you know, craniosacral, whew, you know, she would have had yeah. easier and, and she's more prone to anxiety now, you know, and, yeah. um, but, but um, she's done great. Both of my kids have had um, appliances to get them where they, where they need to be. So um, again, as, as a parent, it's one of the best things you can do for your children's overall health. No, and yeah. the sooner no, you no. do it, you know, the, the better off um, the kids are. I have one question though. So we talked about nasal congestion. You know, we know nasal breathing is not only important for the development of the face, it's also really important for balancing of the nervous system, right? So we know when we learn how to nasal breathe, we're, we're turning on that parasympathetic nervous system, which is our rest, digest, repair, which is really important when we sleep because that is when we're supposed to be doing all the cleanup, um, repairing, repairing our body. Um, so if we're mouth breathing and we're in sympathetic all the time, that we're just stressed all night long when we're supposed to be resting. So we're not getting into that deep sleep, which is so crucial. So, you know, so that things like mouth taping, right? We can do this, try to encourage. Now, if you have, have three patients, my husband, one of them, who has this very weird habit, it's not all the time, but he'll breathe through his nose, but then, you know, yeah, purse yeah, out his yeah. lips. And to me, I'm thinking there's some obstruction I mean, he does yeah. have a true to draw, so he, he needs the appliance. And I'm, I'm a slacker, you know, it was a treat our family less. But, um, he, you know, why? And I have another dear, dear friend who has the same thing. And we've been treating him with the laser also with the night lays to help with, the, you know, the collagen, another way to kind of help with some of that problem. But what's going on in that in the in the upper airway that's making he can breathe in through the nose, but some kind of, you know, pressure that he can't breathe back out through it. Okay, so as soon as we finish with this podcast, um, just go right to your bathroom mirror or whip out your smartphone, depending on where you are. And I want you to just take a, a, a look at your own nasal inhale. So right above the, the round part of your nostril uh, is what we call the nasal valve. Okay, it's right where the bridge, it's right below the bridge of the nose. So look at yourself when you do a big cocaine sniff breath with your lips together. Okay, when you do that, this should not collapse right there. 
See that? Mine does not collapse. Okay? People do, people who do, is because their nasal valve collapse when they try to breathe through their nose. All right? So now they're in a panic mode, like you say. They had the mouth read. Okay? So when the, the nose collapse, nasal valve collapses, it cannot exhale through the nose. That's why they puff. This is my theory. I don't have research proof on that, but it it points out my you know key tenant principle that it's whole health first and appliance second. Okay. It could be done in combination, but the doctors like Dr. Rachel who trained with me, uh, we don't think appliance, we're not appliance pushers. All right. Appliance is part of the tool we employ, but some other tools that we employ also includes what? Changing what you eat and when you eat and how much you eat before you bed, you go to bed, right? So you don't eat a big meal before you go to sleep. But guaranteed, you're going to have much more acid reflux problems. And you're going to have more nasal problems. Okay. So doctors and patients alike need a whole education or re-education on this uh, piece on how to eat. But the nasal valve issue is, and the lip taping goes like this. Don't tape your lips until you can breathe through your nose. So you you pass the nasal valve. It's called a caudal test. Okay. When you pan, pass the caudal test, uh, then you can tape. Okay. If you don't pass the caudal test, you're just punishing yourself. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm going to waterboard you without the water, okay? <laughs> So for that, like they do make little nasal cones, right? Like the breathe right strips, or I don't think those are powerful enough. Yeah, but they but have cones that you can actually put up. That's your nose true. That's true. But I don't know about you. I I don't feel really comfortable putting any cone up my any cavity. Never mind. So with the appliance, like so, that's all part of the maxilla, correct? Oh, so correct. by developing correct. the maxilla, you're also working on that nasal uh, passage right. as well. The most important advice I can give you is, and this works really fast, is stop eating processed food and start eating a bone-building diet because the bone-building diet will heal leaky gut and now decrease the nasal congestion, and now you can breathe through your nose even before it was widened. So okay? this is really important. What he's saying is people people do not connect a stuffy nose with what you're eating. But I will tell yeah. you, the same membrane that is in your nose and in your mouth is what lines your entire yeah. digestive tract. And I know yeah. if I have gluten for dinner, I'm going to wake <laughs> up with a stuffy nose. No doubt yeah. about it, because that inflames my gut. And this is that same yeah. tissue. So yeah. very, very important. If you have chronically stuffy nose, sinusitis, you really got to look at that diet. So tell us a little bit more. What is a bone building diet? A few examples. Very simple. Very simple. Uh, the best one, the plant kingdom. Green smoothies. The best from the animal kingdom, bone broth. Okay, so green smoothies, you just get a high-speed blender and throw in your favorite salad greens. I like arugula. Sometimes I'll vary it with a little spring mix, um, you know, um, uh, kale, uh, however you like it. And then you throw in some tomato, celery, carrots, uh, seasonal fruits for a little sweetness and flavor, you have made your own VA juice at home without all the extras. And with all the bioflavonoids and vitamin C and fibers and the best from nature, okay? So preferably you buy organic and it's not being contaminated with sprays, okay? So that's the green smoothie side. From the and the best of the animal kingdom, the bone broth is very simple. So I, I in my book, Six Foot, uh, no, no, License to Thrive, <laughs> uh, I told the story of um, um, my own case where I bought a pair of turkey wings on sale for $3.02 for a pair of turkey wings, okay? So I plug it into a crock pot. And if you don't have it, go to Target's, $20.00. Maybe with inflation, $25 now, 
Okay, you can just get one. And what I did was I throw, uh, I washed the turkey wing, put them in the pot, throw some celery and carrots in there, and uh, plug it in overnight before I go to bed. The next morning, I got bone broth, and I, my whole house smells wonderful. Okay, so bone broth is just like that gelatin turkey soup that you take out of your fridge the day after Thanksgiving. Okay. We all make soup from turkey carcass, right? Why? Because there's good value in there. Okay. It's good nutrition. It's cheap. And it builds your bone. It builds your leaky gut. So when you combine those two, so bioflavonoids are vitamin C precursors, if you will. And um, this gelatin like that is rich in collagen precursors. You combine them, you have the ingredients for making bone. And because you have those two green ingredients in your gut, the gut cell says, oh, we can use that to do the, 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 the brick and mortar repair. <laughs> We're a leaky gut, right? The mortar is gone. Now we'll use a bone broth ingredient to fill that in. So the wall is solid again without being leaky. So this is a centerpiece uh, along with the features built into my appliance. It's not just the appliance, all right? Because people who only use appliance and lead a, lead a you know, trash eating lifestyle, it'll never work. They will hate the appliance because they don't have the ability to adapt to the changes brought on by the appliance. Okay. So when you change the jaw position, the body will say, oh, we can grow like we were teenagers all over again. But what are you going to grow it with? Ultra-processed processed food so that you can become ultra-processed people. You know those um, those fast food wrappers? They have a special property. They last forever because water doesn't leak, oil doesn't leak, okay? So it's perfect for fast food company, right? But when you're done with eating, you throw that into trash or landfill or sidewalk or, you know, riverside parks, guess what happens? Those things do not dissolve. They don't break down because of those properties. This man-made disaster that we are leaving for our offspring, our posterity. My granddaughter is going to have to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. Again, yeah. very important point that he's making. It's not just the appliance that's going to fix you. It's part of the recipe. So the bone building diet with those two things he talked about, you're getting the minerals and you're getting the fat soluble vitamins and the best you know, quality fat soluble vitamins come from animal protein. So it's a little more challenging if you're a vegetarian or vegan um, to get the high quality uh, fat soluble vitamins that you need. But that combination, that's what we always talk about with all our patients, especially in kids. I want those kids on like the cod liver oils, the bone broths, you know, um, those, cause that's what we need to build their structures. So exactly. you know, even if they have a certain appliance, but they're not eating that diet and they're instead you know, eating the little squeeze pouches. And I get it. I mean, I'm a busy mom too, and there's conveniences, but you know, we have to just really think about what are those, what are the priorities and things like bone broth. It is great. Anytime you make chicken with bones or beef, you know, save that bone, throw it in a crock pot or an Insta pot, you know, you yep. turn the dial and you let it be. And it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. And very, very so, inexpensive. Biggest bang for your buck. Yeah. Yeah, some 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 of the some of the Instapots now can make you bone broth in twenty minutes. Mm -hmm. I mean, yep. you know, under yep. pressure, under yep. pressure. This is crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, you can go through a drive-through and wait longer than that. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> and not believe it, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's that's yeah. right. That's right. All right. So awesome. Well, we have had a lot to talk. about. Is there any last little tidbit you'd like to leave all of our listeners with? Well, um, first of all, there's hope. You are no longer stuck inside a three-foot cage. You're no longer trapped in pain, fatigue, uh, depression, anxiety, sleep apnea, teeth grinding, and one dental trouble, one health trouble after another. 
the jaws contribute to 70 to 80 percent of all your medical dental and mental emotional problems so you have to think about how you can regrow your jaw with the help of some properly trained enlightened doctors who know about this thing that i call whole health epigenetics they need to be whole body oriented that means asking the hard question what does it take to put this patient back together and you as a sufferer uh, suffering patient you need to ask what do i need to change so that i don't keep having you know to be locked into the same old pattern and a downhill slide spiral okay so the 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 conclusion is that the the takeaway i should say is that there's hope when you're with the right properly trained we call them airway mouth doctors or amds for short so just search um uh, AMD training website called holisticmouthsolutions.com, one word. And uh, I will help you find a dentist in your area because doctors like Dr. Rachel here is very few and far in between. And so you might have to re recommend your own dentist, particularly if you'd love to stay with this dentist, um, to just say, hey, look, will you take this up so I don't have to go to someone else uh, and stay with you? because I like you. So either they'll say yes or no, but patients would now has the power to basically, you know, give relaunch your vitality to the dentist because trust me, they themselves suffer from these symptoms. If they grow up in America and live in America and work in America, okay? Or, you know, give them your child's best face. Uh, just there are 90 page books uh, 72 slides, they read more like picture books, and the paragraph read more like captions. So in two hours, you will get it. And we'll help you find an answer from Holistic Mouth Solutions. Thank you. I was going to ask, so that's a great uh, website there. And please, you know, go on to Amazon and check out Dr. Felix Liao. It's L-I-A-O. And check out um, some of his books. Again, they're, they're very quick reads. Excellent, excellent books. Great to share with, you know, with your children, if you're a grandparent, you know, aunts and uncles and, and, and with your doctors, too. I think, you know, part of my mission and reason for doing this podcast is to create awareness, not only for the public, but also my colleagues, um, because I think Thank there's you. a whole wide. We have such an opportunity to really crack into, um, you know, overall wellness dentists. We just in the head and neck in of itself, just looking in the mouth, we can determine so much of what's going on in a patient's uh, body. And we need to be kind of the point person to, to you know, make those make those connections. And we have the power to make a major impact. So um, so I hope that you have learned something today and can share it with others. And again, thank you for listening. And I will see you on the next episode.